Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to December 2010 CTSS quiz. This is the results, this is the final results of the year. The tallies are in, the results are here. Let's see how you did and if you learned something in 2010. All right, so I asked you about this case, what's the best diagnosis? Beautiful example, we use volumen. Look at the patient's duodenum. There's lobulations, nodularity, there's a mass in the duodenum. So I asked you what's the best diagnosis. Well, you don't see any dilated pancreatic or common ducts. There's not a pancreatic mass there. The pancreas is okay. You can think about lymphoma, but the primary process is duodenal, and when there is lymphoma duodenum, it's bulkier typically, and this is not an ampullary lesion. Beautiful example of duodenal carcinoma. Very difficult diagnosis at times. You have to be very good on your technique to pick it up and not miss it. Very nice case. This is a great case because we speak a lot about pancreatic cystic tumors. And here's a definite cystic tumor. There's septations, but what's most important from these sets of images, besides the septations, is the rim enhancement. And we talk about cystic lesions, IPMN, we talk about serous cyst adenomas and mucinous tumors. But when you see an enhancing lesion with that cystic, rim enhancement, you got to think about an islet cell tumor. And this indeed was a cystic islet cell tumor. Now I asked you what the least likely diagnosis is. Well, that's an IPMN because remember those are well-defined water density. Uh, once they be have nodularity or septations, then you're worrying about dysplasia or early carcinoma. So in this case, I'm worrying more about malignancy and so the least likely would be IPMN. But this was a cystic islet cell. What a great case. This next case, I think many of you have seen these in practice, you kind of scratch your head. There's increased density in the mesentery stranding, the mesenteric vessels are prominent, there's small nodes, there's a mass effect. What exactly is this? Well, it's not lymphoma because there's no real nodes and it's not carcinoid because you don't see a desmoplastic reaction. And carcinomatosis truly has nodularity and mass effect. This is sclerosing mesenteritis. It's a spectrum of processes. When it's acute, you treat uh, non-operatively with steroids, but the possibility, we often see it as an incidental finding, which was the case here. Describe it, but don't get all that excited about it. This is a great case, and this came to a pancreatic cancer conference, and this is a very important diagnosis. Patient 60 years with jaundice, what's the diagnosis? Well, if this was a pancreatic cancer, which what you were thinking by the history, you would see pancreatic duct dilatation, you don't. You also don't see a discrete mass. There's an infiltrating process in the hilum of the liver, which is causing some duct dilatation. It's a bit higher density. So I'd be thinking about cholangiocarcinoma. That's a really good thought, but usually the ducts are more dilated. And this is so infiltrative and so bulky. Islet cell tumors are hypervascular, and they're either pancreas or peripancreatic. So in this case, you've got to be thinking about lymphoma. I've seen a number of cases of lymphoma now simulating um, adenocarcinoma of the pancreas. It's a really, really great diagnosis. Important because you biopsy it, you make sure you prove it's lymphoma, the patient doesn't get a Whipple's procedure to get chemotherapy. So again, a very important diagnosis. This is a great case. This patient presented with weight loss and a GI bleed. And we look carefully at the CTs, there's a nice polypoid lesion, somewhat enhancing, somewhat ulcerating. What could it be? Could it be lymphoma? Lymphoma usually is in a polypoid mass, but 100%, I couldn't say no. It's not gastritis, too focal. Glomus tumors are very vascular. That's how I make the diagnosis. This is not very vascular. 
This is a gastric adenocarcinoma, very focal, should be resectable, just a beautiful example of that diagnosis. This is a great case. You see bilateral adrenal masses. Differential diagnosis is metastasis. Yes, you can have primary adrenal carcinoma, metastatic to the contralateral adrenal, but this is not macronodular hyperplasia. This is metastatic disease. If you say to me, big metastasis, both adrenals, what's the most likely diagnosis? I'll tell you melanoma. Could it be lung cancer? Yes. Could it be renal cell? Yes, but renal cell is usually very vascular. Could it be liposarcoma? Oh, I've never seen that one. But this case, melanoma, big bilateral adrenal masses. Excellent, excellent case. What about this case? Left nephrectomy, that's the key finding, and a one centimeter or so enhancing lesion in the left psoas muscle, right kidney looks good. This is classic for metastatic disease to muscle. Renal cell, whether it goes to bone, to muscle, to liver, to pancreas, the Mets are commonly vascular. Depends on the primary tumor. 85% of the primary tumors are hypervascular. So there's other choices there. No, it's not a liposarcoma, obviously. Psoas abscess, you could think about that, but this is a small, well-defined thing. Psoas abscesses, the psoas are enlarged. It's low density. Myositis is low density. The muscle's enlarged. This is classic metastatic disease. Beautiful, beautiful example. This is a great case, and I know all of us get a little bit confused with the polysplenias and the asplenias and the silus, the situs, solidus, and inversus, and ambiguous, and all them other things. But this is a great case. What you see basically is multiple spleens, and the spleen and the stomach are in the right side. So everything is flipped. So when you ask me what's the best diagnosis, it's B, situs inversus with polysplenia. Okay? And typically, it's not associated with any congenital abnormalities. Okay, what else? This is a great case, abdominal pain. Look at this infiltrating process around the distal bowel. And I also show you a PET scan where it's very hot. What could this be? Could be carcinoma, but it's so bulky. Could be carcinoid, but that's usually a desmoplastic reaction. Can be a gist, but that's usually more of a discrete mass, often with ulceration. The best thought here for this infiltrating process is lymphoma, 25-year-old, think about B-cell lymphoma, more common in immunosuppressed patients, more common in patients who have AIDS or HIV. Very nice example of Burkitt's lymphoma. This is a wonderful case. Look at the images. There's a dissection of the ascending aorta and descending aorta, and there's fluid high density in the pericardium. This is just a classic example. I won't even discuss it. I won't even take A, B, C, or D opportunities. This is type A dissection and it's hemopericardium. Home run diagnosis, go to surgery, do not pass go. This is high morbidity, high mortality, and if you take it slow in this case, it even becomes higher. So just a beautiful example. Again, one point to make is you're thinking about ascending aorta, you're thinking about dissection, you better be thinking, and you better do more than think. You better do it as a gated acquisition. So with that, I've given you 10 terrific cases, and 2011 is only going to be better. See you then. Ciao.